Today is going to be an exciting podcast. Do you know why? You're going to discover two things that you possess that every champion athlete possesses. Can you believe it? You didn't realize it, but these two points, they're the same for all runners. And no, there's no catch. It really is true. But first, the intro. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Okay, enough suspense. What is that common quality trait? Nope, sharing the same running shoes. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no, also not if you're using the same energy gel as a top runner. But do you know what a Kilian Jornet or Sheila Ann Frazier, the fastest woman in the world, do you know what they have in common? Well, you and the pros actually. You both have something called SMA. It's the first point I said there too. And the second one, well, it's a bit of an anticlimax, but hang on. The pros, you and me, we all at one point or another, we decide we're going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. It's a decision you take, I take, they take, and then you stop. We all do. It's some time or another. You cease to put one foot in front of the other, and that's it. Your run is over. Now, is your run over because you, you decided you're going to come to a grinding halt? Stop. Or did you hit a brick wall? Or maybe you reached a conclusion that this is it. Hmm, actually, none of the above, because most of the time it isn't. I mean, no, no runner goes out and runs his heart out on every single run. Nor do you run so hard that you hit a wall every time. Or is this where the SMA comes into play? Yes, you're right. I didn't mention what SMA stands for. It is the supplementary motor area. Now, that is a part of the brain. Now, many studies were conducted, experiments performed. <laughs> a real difficult topic to study in depth. I'll, I'll spare you the details, but give you the quick essentials. It is a part of the brain which is, it's been proven that it's active before the actual decision is taken. Now, this was extremely relevant when this was discovered. And what I'm saying is that well, not what I'm saying, I'm just quoting here, I'm not a brain surgeon, but what the brain surgeons are saying here, and I'm quoting, is that our brain unconsciously actually makes a decision, and we're not taking decisions based on our free will. Looks like it, yep. And this is based on a study in the year 1983 where the decision-making part of the brain was analyzed or researched or whatever you call it, but you know what I mean. Yes, and well, the study concluded or proved that just before you actually take a decision, the supplementary motor area kicks in and it's an area or a part of the decision-making process which, I mean, it caused a big controversy because apparently we all, we as human beings, we're all about being able to, to choose as we like. <laughs> well, surprise! Hey, it's not a surprise really if you think of it. I mean, if you've ever gone to a huge um, uh, uh, shopping center or something and you ended up with a shopping cart full of items and you wondered, well, how did they all end up inside there, you know? How did it happen? Or maybe perhaps last time you, you drove home, or you drove to work, an area, a drive that you know out of your head, and once you parked your car, you thought, heck, how did I get here? I mean, you know you drove, and you know which way you took, but you cannot remember details at the, at the traffic light. Was there a lot of traffic at the junction or not? Was the light green or not? Was traffic heavy? Or maybe this happens whilst you go on a run. 
and suddenly it's over. You stopped and you cannot recall the details. I mean, your running watch and your, <laughs> your sweaty t-shirt is proof you were on a run, but, but why can't you remember how and what happened? Well, that's because it all happens on a subconscious level. You see, I told you, this is a podcast with brain training. This is serious stuff. Are you confused now? <laughs> it's not what you expected? Well, do you think it's one of those shows where we discuss these secrets to get fast quicker by doing these three easy things or by buying a training plan that a pro runner uses? <laughs> no, here we talk to you, my dear fellow runner. We're keeping it real whether you are a middle-of-the-pack runner, a dedicated runner, a sometimes-I-struggle runner, or a no-excuses runner. Hmm. All of you share something. You all think a lot about your running about how to improve it and how to make this hobby even better for you. And yes, this is the show where we talk about that part of your body which has the biggest impact on your run performance, that organ that determines everything about how far, how fast, how long, how often you run. It's that gray matter that's hardly ever talked about. But without it, heck, we'd be, we'd be zombies, wouldn't we? Oh, by the way, that was a good show too. Got more listeners or, or plays than usual. The Zombie Runner episode, you can check it out. It's um, episode number uh, 29 or or 30. I'm not sure. I should have looked it up, but give it a listen. 29 or 30. It's somewhere around there. Okay, but wait. Stay here. Today is also an entertaining podcast because I'm pretty sure you never really think about that part of your run. Stopping. Yes, maybe you do think about stopping as in, oh, finally I got it over with. But I don't mean that type of stopping as in satisfaction to having completed your run. What I'm referring to is the the whole decision-making process about when you will stop and what leads toward it. I mean, have you ever thought about it? How the process actually comes about? Okay, let's say, just imagine for a second, if you will, it's a perfect day, just the way you like it. And we take best case scenarios, as in you feel great, no aches and pains, today is your day, today is the Nike, the just do it moment, <laughs> you got your favorite shoes, your laces are tied, just right, you mentally rehearse the route you're going to run, mental images of the corners you're going to take, the neighbor's dog you perhaps are going to avoid, what else goes through your mind? Hmm. Maybe the apple section, how proud you feel when you've reached the highest point of the run, or maybe it's that long stretch where you, where you really get in tune with your body. Maybe you're glancing at your running watch and you, you see impressive pace and you're really satisfied. Or maybe it's one of those runs where you, where you don't even wear a watch. You just lose the feeling of time completely. You're really and truly in sync with, with what you're doing. Maybe some thoughts about what happened in the last few days or maybe you are planning something or trying to think of what you're going to eat after your run. Hey, sometimes I find myself getting distracted. Yep, same for me. <laughs> If, if I don't concentrate and I let something grab my attention, then of course the pace will slip. Or what, what looked like it was going to be extremely fast run, it's, it turns out to be rather slow. <laughs> not that, I'm not saying that slow is bad, but I was thinking that, yep, you know, I'm really flying today. I'm like, ooh, you know, and then if I, if I find out that time is slower than usual, it creates a bit of a downer moment. Or perhaps you are one of those that really enjoys the scenery and you, you live in a beautiful area and you're taking the details of whatever your current surroundings are. Now tell me, where is it during this beautiful imagery, <laughs> where is it during your run that you actually start to think about stopping? I mean, as in, I will run up to here and then stop. <laughs> Listen, I understand. It's most probably where you parked your car or you left your bicycle or or when you reach your home again or wherever you started. But that's not what I mean. Question is, when does that thought come to mind to 
to stop? Like, how does it actually work? Is there really such a thought sequence? Honestly, is there? <laughs> if you answered yes, <laughs> I mean, say yes, there's such a th thought sequence. Tell me then, why can't you use it, for example, that process to stop scrolling your phone once you've started? <laughs> or, or why do we binge on Netflix? Or why do we buy things that other people like me also bought? Seriously, if you say yes, in my running there's an automatic system or something happening in my brain that says stop. Why would it only apply to running? Why not with the unhealthy soda, that second or third or fourth slice of cake or dessert? Why doesn't it work there? And why wouldn't you be able to change that connection? Wouldn't that be great? Brain, stop eating, but brain, continue to run. Whoopee! <laughs> you know what? You can do that. Of course. You need to do some serious brain training. Yep. Uh, did I mention, by the way, let me get a call of action in here. I mean, this is set up so nicely, especially if you're a new listener. Now, this whole show, Advanced Endurance Coaching, it's based upon a, a proven concept. This has been over 30 years in the making. It enables runners like yourself to, to train your brain for exactly such topics. And you know this. In order to improve and, and, and to create, a, uh, I like to say, you know, to create a running story, a running history you will one day be proud of, you need to change the way you think the way you comprehend and relate towards your running. And that, in short, is your attitude, because the attitude determines where your attention goes. <laughs> and the more attention you give to your running, the more it will ensure that you, that you stay in the right direction. Because direction, in this case, it means following a training plan, eating healthy. To put it simply, making the, the, the run in your life one of your priorities. And this priority or direction, in the end, it, of course, it determines where you will end up whether you reach your running dreams or you just hope by the time it's your next birthday, <laughs> nobody's going to remember that bold statement you made. You know, it could be one of the followings like, hmm, I will start running or depending on how convinced you were, I will start running at 5K every Saturday. I'll start the park run. <laughs> or perhaps maybe you had, a, you know, alcoholic beverage was involved and I will get fit, lose weight and run a marathon. <laughs> It makes sense, you have to agree. What you hold in awareness, I mean, it sounds weird, or let us say what you decide to put the spotlight on determines where you're heading, obviously. Now, if you want to look back one day, you know, when you're old and gray and you're looking back and you have a really great running story, one that you're proud of, where you, where you used your, your time that you had to a maximum, and you can proudly say, you know, you lived up to your potential. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Especially if maybe... Maybe you lack that recognition at work or in a relationship or hey, it happens to the best of us. I mean, do you really want to be working for 30 years and you get a gold watch, <laughs> even if you, if you even get one, or perhaps some, some personal goals, careers or financial dreams that just didn't come true? Running, that is in your hands. That is something you have full control over. And this you know, it's not determination that decides where you end up. Don't get me wrong, determination is important. <laughs> But it's like that bucket of paint. Remember I said last week that's in my basement? It's still not used. It is vital, but it doesn't lead you to completing that first marathon or to become a regular runner. You need to apply it. <laughs> and that depends on the direction, the path you're on. See, listen. If, if running with, with focus and determination is part of your ritual and there is no internal fighting or convincing or arguing or this internal conflict, is it the TV show or the trail, or will it be a nap, 
or a run around the track. <laughs> See what I did there? Clever. <laughs> a bit of rhyme. <laughs> well, the direction determines where you will end up. The supplementary motor area it is, and I quote, it's the gap between brain activity and conscious awareness. Now, what actually happens is the, the front cortex, this, this part here, can you hear? <laughs> it's like a high-level executive management system, sort of like Billy Bean. Okay, you don't know who Billy Bean is? You might remember him as Brad Pitt in Moneyball. What a good movie. <laughs> it is here where memories are retrieved. And you know what? You just used it right now when I mentioned Brad Pitt. Ooh, I'm so clever, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, it controls the higher, the other high levels of the brain. But there is like a, a storage, a, a bit of a parking or a buffer space and where it is kept before it reaches the conscious level. It's actually a two-step process. And, and wait, listen up. This is explained so, so you're going to remember it easily. Decision-making in the brain is, a, is actually a two-step process. And one is responsible for the outcome and the other for the timing. In the frontopolar, there is a spark to, to take a decision, you know, like, like a spark plug in your car. And then, well, if you drive an electric car, obviously not, silly example. Anyway, if you drive an old-fashioned car, you get me. Um, and then there's this, this build-up of activity in the, in the SMA, supplementary motor area. So there you have it. Free will is not so free after all. Those decisions you take, they actually are not so spontaneous. That decision then to stop to terminate your run, to press stop on the stopwatch, to discontinue the process of exercise. That sudden realization, whoops, I didn't even get close to my new exercise routine. Heck, <laughs> seems like there'll never be a marathon story to tell looking back. <laughs> that is not something that is decided suddenly or casually or, oh, it just happened, you know. It's down to SMA. Hmm, there you have it. So what can you do about it? Heck, is there even hope? Can you do anything? Well, first off, you can and you should please recommend the show to someone who you might just know needs to listen to this. And if you haven't already done so, please do leave me a rating on whichever platform you're listening to. Okay, next thing you can do is, and you should is, find out your own internal process of stopping. Identify where it actually happens. Is it due to a trigger? Maybe you feel like, you're thinking about stopping quite a lot. And maybe it is a drag to go out running. Maybe it is a priority for you, but it, you're not really doing it convincingly. You're really not excelling at it. You haven't followed a training plan in weeks, maybe in months, maybe the whole last year. Maybe you've just been continuously doing long, slow runs. Nothing wrong with it, but hey, is that really your best? Is that really what you want to be known for? You've always gone for the same run, you know, my same time. And I'm, you've never really improved. You've never really seen how fast or how far you can go. What improvement is still within you? And that's what I want to inspire you to. Hey, and that's exactly what we're doing at Hypno Run. But... There is actually, this is actually a specific training program for runners that are interested in becoming, as it says in the intro, a better, stronger, and smarter runner. It's an online course. Now, it wasn't an online course before, but with all of this COVID-19 thing and all of that, it became an online course. It's got over four hours of video material. It's based on scientifically proven methods. It ensures you become a no-excuses runner. Who doesn't want to be that? A no-excuses runner. There's no excuse. You got to down to the a to the Z, you know what it takes to be a runner that stays in the right direction because, because the path you're on is going to determine where you're going to end up.
the direction ends up whether you reach your full potential that's inside of you so hey today i really want to inspire you please do visit our website hypnorun.com check us out on instagram advanced underscore endurance or visit the youtube channel and it's all authentic content and uh, just so you can get an idea of who we are what we're all about my name is heiko thanks again for your time god bless you and remember take it easy